Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Rablick. Thanks for joining me today. One of the most critical aspects of what we've gone through over the past three to four months is that there's been a lot of businesses that have been hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic. There are several reasons for this. One is people could not go out and shop at department stores or buy food from cafes or go even go to work because of the fact that the pandemic itself necessitated people staying away from crowds and engaging with other people. That might be fine as a medical strategy, as a, as a public health strategy, but it doesn't help business uh, keep going. One of the areas that's been impacted, and probably impacted disproportionately, uh, given the number of small businesses that operate within that space is hospitality. An organisation that's done some survey work in order to understand the impact of what's happened, particularly in cafes and also coffee shops, is Harris Coffee. Harris Coffee uh, roasts roast beans, gets them out and gets them out to the various uh, cafes and coffee shops and other outlets that, that use their beans to, to, to make coffee, obviously. Today, the head of Harris Coffee, David Ansell, joins me to talk about the report they issued over the past 24 hours, but also the initiatives they have been trained to help some small businesses get up and running um, and get out of the pandemic uh, paralysis. David, thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure, Tommy. Look, let's, let's start. Uh, with you, um, what would your career look like um, on a yellow post-it note if you had to describe it? Because there'd be people in the audience who haven't either heard of you or, or understood your background. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, well, it would take a few post-it notes. Um, I, uh, I started back in '82. I worked initially as a marketing trainee in the Coca-Cola company. Spent a bit of time in Pepsi as well. Um, both here and up in Asia. Actually, I worked in Asia in the late 80s. And then in 96, Tom, I had the good opportunity to be the sales and marketing director of Foxtel when we started uh, that business way back. And uh, and I also had the good fortune to run an advertising agency in the early 2000s, Saatchi and Saatchi. I've worked for Mars and, uh, and I currently work with a global coffee company that in Australia has a range of brands and one of, one of the really important brands for us is is Harris. So started in sales and marketing and probably for the last, dare I say, uh, 18 or 20 years, I've been running different businesses. I also have the opportunity to work on the board of a publicly listed company in Australia called Blackmore's Limited. So uh, so that's my background. And if we look at where your, um, where your report was positioning things over the past 24 hours, things are looking pretty dire out there, aren't they? aren't they? Well, you've got, in a, in a coffee-specific sense, you've got kind of two speeds. You've got the at-home business, which is largely serviced through supermarkets, that is doing really well. People are at home, they're locked down, um, they're looking for a coffee experience, they're upgrading their coffee experience, and as a result, the business in supermarkets at home uh, is, is, has, has experienced really strong growth away from home um, is where the area has been affected. And that's where you find 
a lot of the small businesses uh, in the hospitality space that you refer to, and in particularly in particular cafes, that have you know really seen some some really significant changes to demand uh, to what they can and can't do, and I think that's put a lot of pressure. At least the Harris report has indicated this put a lot of pressure on their their competitiveness and their ability to survive in a in a COVID and even in a post-COVID environment. It's it's challenging. You mentioned domestic demand that's increased because obviously people haven't gone to work. They still want to have their coffee. Uh, have you seen any numbers on how that has uh, impacted on sales for, for your company particularly? Yeah, well, I mean, if I start with a broad definition, so in Australia, believe it or not, we drink 10 billion coffee cups um, a year. So about 10 billion is, is roughly the number. About 6 billion of those are consumed at home and about 4 billion away from home in places like hotels and cafes um, and restaurants. Um, so that's about the split, six billion to, to four billion. So that six billion area has been growing pretty strongly um, as people, you know, have been working from home. The outer home business uh, has been in reverse. Um, so in broad terms, our, our home business is growing strongly. Our our outer home business has has been under a lot of pressure. I mean, serious pressure initially, and it's just starting to come through that in the last month or so. So I would say all operators outside of the house, outside of home, uh, would be experiencing significant declines, um, but particularly the cafes themselves are, are on the, the front lines. What are the key findings from the Harris Cafe report, the report that you uh, have developed in conjunction with YouGov Galaxy? Did you find anything that surprised you? Well, we, we surveyed, just to give you some context, we surveyed about 1,000 uh, people in the middle of June, so not that long ago. Things are changing almost by the day, but I think it's relevant. And we, op and we uh, also interviewed about 200 operators of hospitality cafes, um, that space. So it's, it's a reasonably solid sample base. And we wanted to do it because we, we, we wanted to see what we could do to help. We knew there were some problems. Uh, were we surprised? Well, I think the first broad area is that we, and we did know this, that cafes matter to Australians. Whether you're in Sydney or the bush, uh, Queensland or Western Australia, what we found through the Harris report that 70% of Australians say their cafes are the centre of their communities, more important than other amenities, whether that be libraries or hairdressers or even the post office. So we knew it was important, but we didn't realise that so many Australians consider the, the uh, cafe to be the centre of their universe almost, certainly the centre of their communities. Um, in fact, if you extrapolate the numbers, about 5 million Aussies say they miss their cafe more than they miss their pub. Um, and I think that shows how Australia's probably evolved a little bit from the, you know, the 70s and the 80s and into, into now, where the cafe um, is actually more important in, in many people's minds than, than actually the pub. Um, and even regional travel, Tom, uh, people say that when they travel, 70% uh, in the Harris report indicated that when they travel, one of the things they're looking for in regional destinations is cafes and a really good coffee. 
And so it's even part of how we come out of the, uh, the lockdown and start to travel around our states, our regions. You know, the cafe is really, really important. So that was the, the first sort of part of that came out of the body of the research is that these things matter. And obviously one of the issues was that um, people felt isolated when their cafe closed. 40% claimed their isolation was heightened because they could not get to their uh, cafe during, during the COVID uh, lockdown. So that was the first thing. The second thing the, and probably the more important thing that the survey showed was that everyone's doing a tough. Um, now, of course, there are cafes that are back in business and, you know, and going strongly with lines outside them on a Saturday and a Sunday. But there's a lot of cafes that are affected by, for example, um, the lack of foot traffic because of international travellers, interstate travellers, students who aren't at universities, they're at home, um, you know, backpackers, uh, people working from home overall, and even social distancing, which whilst it's been relaxed, is still impacting the operating capability of cafes and also what consumers are expecting. So all of these things indicate that it's not quite what it was pre-COVID. 43% of people, according to the Harris report of operators, said that unless they get help and continue to get help, like, I guess, JobKeeper and other such initiatives, that they would struggle in six months' time. That's 40% saying they're feeling pressure. Um, that's, that's material. And 89% say as a combination of the bushfires and COVID that they've, uh, that they've lost money over those uh, you know, three or four months. So, you know, it was really interesting to just see how, how tough it's been um, and, you know, and then obviously to react to, to those insights. That, the report... Um, tended to confirm some of the things I've heard from accountants and lawyers that I talk to in terms of small to medium businesses they look after. Um, so it's not solely an issue that impacts on cafe, the cafe sector, but it's got some profound impacts of people, uh, uh, those guys in hospitality that you're talking about. Now, one of the things that... Uh, you, you're doing is trying to help people that are sitting at the other end of that chain um, that is cafes, but some listeners won't understand how that how the chain of activity goes from the roasted right through to the cafe. Uh, are you able to describe describe that in, um, in in a brief sense before we get to what your initiative is? Um, yeah. That, it, in broad terms, I mean, coffee is largely grown around the equators and, and some of the better coffee is grown at altitude around the equator. Um, and so mostly it's imported. There is some small manufacturer in Australia, but most of it's coming from places like Colombia or Brazil or Vietnam or Sumatra. Um, so in that sense, it's a very long supply chain inbound into the country. And then obviously what we do locally is we... We, uh, we blend and we roast and we pack and then we ship to either direct to cafes or to distribution centres for the major supermarkets. Um, and, and, you know, when it comes to roast and ground and beans, it's really important freshness. So uh, shelf life is very, very important, protecting the beans. Once they are roasted, 
it's actually a, uh, a perishable item. And so it's really important that, uh, that uh, you have a really good, efficient supply chain to make sure the beans are at their best. Um, and that's why it's a pretty high touch. I would say it's a very high touch business. Um, Harris historically, and I should say this to the, to the listeners, that Harris actually started in George Street in the Strand Arcade of all places in 1883, so on a dusty street um, way back then when Edgar Harris opened his doors and started importing tea and coffee. Um, and so we started on the street, but in the last 25 years, most people would be familiar with Harris being in supermarkets, which are really, really important to the brand. But we saw this as an opportunity of perhaps coming off or coming out of the home and, and going back onto the street. And so we're, you know, building our capability, uh, our blends to, uh, to, to, to provide a new competition uh, vehicle, a new, a new competitor. Uh, to what is already a very competitive market, but we figured a bit more competition would be good, be good all around. So, so the product is delivered to the cafe. The cafe, you know, obviously pays rent most times. They have high labour costs, and they obviously have the raw material, which is the beans. The machine, the beans uh, are, are pulled through or extracted through, and things like cups and uh, and and the like. So, that's essentially how it works out at home. It's a long supply chain. Freshness matters. It's very competitive, um, but everyone would be doing it pretty tough at the moment. It, 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 I've heard that it's a volume business, and that, that the companies like yourselves might assist with, you know, the the provision of of a machine and all that type of stuff along the way. Is yeah. that the case? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, cash flow is a big issue for most small businesses, and that's not uh, anything different in, in cafes. So in many cases, we supply the equipment, um, the, the, the different espresso machines. Uh, some, sometimes for bigger operators, they'll, they'll, they'll invest in the machines themselves. But quite often, we, we provide the machines and we service the machines. And, you know, that's obviously built into the price. Um, and that takes a little bit of pressure off the cafe operator. Uh, but again, they need to sell uh, the beans to, you know, recover their costs. So it is a... I would say it was a fragile ecosystem, a fragile ecosystem, but it's one where, you know, it's a lot of blood, sweat and tears. These guys are entrepreneurs. Obviously, there's a lot of openings every year and there's probably a lot of closures each year. Uh, but they're really, really important to communities and you only have to be, let's say, in the eastern suburbs on a Saturday or a Sunday of Sydney and you'll see people lined up to go into a cafe or you would have seen that pre-COVID. The, uh, you've got what you call the Cafe Recovery Project. Now, it, it, I, I operate with two screens here at, at home so I can see your, your website. You've got it labelled as a $1 million worth of support for cafes. Can you break down that million dollars in support for myself and the audience so people understand what is happening? Yes, certainly. I mean, to be to 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 say up front, though, the, the the first thing we wanted to do was to draw attention to the problem and get people to go back to their cafes, wherever you are, whoever the supplier is, where, whether it's city or, or country. You know, the best thing we can do to to help cafes is is with the appropriate level of you know social distancing is to get back and and enjoy your favourite cup with your friends and and get these guys back on their feet. Um, 
but from a Harris project viewpoint, um, we've got a million dollars in value. And the, the, look, it's a, it is a lot of money, but it doesn't go as far as you would expect because there's a lot of cafes out there across the country. So what we're doing is we're, we're asking consumers or patrons who go into the cafes who quite often know the owner or know the barista and just find out whether they're doing it tough. And if they are, do one of two things. Either go to the website and nominate that cafe uh, on, on harriscoffee.com.au or, in fact, get the cafe to register and say, hey, we could do with a helping hand. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll look at the stories, we'll, un we'll try to do an assessment of, of some of the difficulties um, and the financial viability and, and we'll help and we'll make a choice. We'll have to make a choice because we can, you know, even a million dollars by the time I, I tell you about our, what we're doing, that pretty much gobbles up most of the value. Um, so we think we'll be able to help directly 25, but hopefully a lot more by bringing attention to the, the challenge. Within the, uh, the million dollars worth of value, the first thing we can do is provide, you know, our new, our new street blend. So, you know, 100% uh, Arabica, 100% organic, uh, Oud certified. So we'll provide the cafes based on their volume, essentially 12 months. It's a honeymoon. They don't have to pay for the beans. They can, you know, make however many coffees they want to make and, 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 uh, and extract on a daily basis. Um, we'll provide the cups, the bio cups, um, uh, trademarked uh, with the Harris brand, of course. Uh, we will provide the equipment. We'll service the equipment. We'll do some training. And I think the last thing that we'll do is we'll provide $5,000 so they can do some local marketing to, uh, to help rebuild their business, particularly if they are dependent on, you know, tourists or public transport, um, where it's a bit tougher because people aren't travelling. And they get off their bus and they normally go to the cafe, but they're not getting off that bus there. They're working from home. So, so Tom, that's broadly what the package is. And we hopefully will start getting some leads over the next number of days. And over the next month or so, we'll go through those and we'll make some choices and we'll spread it around. And hopefully we'll do a little bit. It won't be enough, but it's a start and it's a helping hand. What what does one of those monsters just to give people listening an idea? What does one of those monsters that they see sitting on a coffee, um, yeah, a coffee shop or a cafe's um, bench? You know, the coffee machine actually actually cost approximately. They can't be cheap. No, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, even if you buy a bean to cup machine for home, you're probably spending you know, up to 2000 you know, maybe even more dollars. So the machines that you see in the cafes, they can still range from relatively small to, uh, you know, to very, very large. So, you know, you could be, the machines could be, you know, $20,000 and even more than that. So um, it, it's a fair amount of capital that a cafe either invests in themselves or, you know, we provide and build that into the, into the price of the beans and keeping it variable. Yeah. It just gives people some idea, David, of what you're you're attempting to do. Because if you're trying to work, let's take twenty grand as being the um, uh, the ballpark. You know, when you think about twenty five or thirty machines that are worth twenty grand a piece, it's not a small undertaking, is it? No, it, it look it it adds up. Um, 
and and you know we're we're hoping to create a you know relationship with the operators as well so that you know even in 10 years time we're still working with them we'd love that to be the case but where they need the help is in that first 12 months where cash flows are a bit constrained and you know they they they're looking beyond jobkeeper and they're saying okay we all know that the new normal is going to be different but you know i have amazing confidence in this sector of the australian economy and its importance to the community so i have no doubt that down the road things will return to at least a new normal and cafes are still going to be incredibly important and they already are people are coming back to them as we speak but plenty of people are going to struggle plenty of operators are going to struggle over the next you know certainly the next six months and, and probably out our 12 months so yeah it adds it all adds up and as i said you know a million dollars in value seems like a lot and it is it's a big commitment because we you know don't have a lot of cafes at this point ourselves but it's our way of giving back and and i think it'll make a difference to to you know 25 cafes and hopefully 25 communities you've got uh, a call to action on your website for uh, cafe owners and also people who go out and buy coffee uh, where can people listening to this particular podcast go to to learn more about what you're doing? I think, the, as you have today, Tom, if, if people can go to harriscoffee.com.au, you'll see all the information, whether you're a, a patron or whether you're, in fact, an operator. And, you know, the next time you're having your favourite coffee down at your local cafe, you know, reach out, ask them how they're going and, you know, perhaps tell them about this scheme. Um, this project, the Harris project, and and um, you know if 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 they if they feel the need and if they're struggling a little bit, we're hoping they'll they'll uh, they'll reach out to us and then we'll do our best to respond, you know, quickly thereafter. But that's the best way to find out. Go to harriscafe.com.au and um, and talk to your local uh, operator and see if you can help. And if you're an operator listening into this into this podcast. Um, you can also go to that uh, website and get all the details, fill in a, a, a form, and uh, we'll respond to that form in due course. So, you know, we're really hoping that, you know, we have no idea how many people are going to reach out to us, but we're hoping that uh, that we can uh, help and uh, and spend all that money and value and, and uh, as I said, help out 25 cafes and 25 communities. David, look, that's been an interesting uh, insight into what Harris Coffee is doing at the present time. And um, it'll be interesting to check in with you uh, at some stage to see how the initiative's gone. We'd love to do that. Yeah, we can give you an update. And look, Australians love affair with coffee. Knows no limits. So, you know, it's such a such a big market, 10 million cups. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 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 gone through a difficult time, as so many other sectors have. Um, and I'd love to be able to show you, show, share with you some, some really, you know, feel good stories as people get back on the feet and pour a few coffees and tell a few stories. David, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, the listeners can go and check your website out. So, um, and I'll also uh, send a newsletter around reasonably soon about this particular initiative when I get a, get a moment. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tom.